For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Or, so says Ephesians 6.12, It's been our model for some time since we first saw the possible orbital entry maps for COVID-19 from famed astrobiologist Chandrawik Singh, who said it right on this very program. We said that we could be engaged in not just an unprecedented planetary medical fight and physical lockdown in something like 195 countries recognized by the U.S. State Department all over the globe, but an otherwise invisible and never-to-be-admitted-to interplanetary war. Hasn't the president himself declared repeatedly that he's, quote, a wartime president, and said, quote, to this day, nobody has ever seen anything like it, what they were able to do during World War II. Now, now it's our time. We must sacrifice together because we are all in this together and we will come through together. It's the invisible enemy. That's always the toughest enemy, the invisible enemy. What if this time President Donald J. Trump is telling us precisely the Dickinsonian truth? Join me now with uh, Robert Stanley, an old colleague and friend, as we discuss unseen principalities in high places. Robert, welcome back to the other side. Richard, it's always a pleasure. And uh, and, and very intriguing, too. You really know how to bait the hook, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I've learned from the best. Remember Cronkite? <clears throat> yes, I do remember. Anyway. Was, uh, America's anchorman. So where should we begin? We are going through this this catharsis, and I'm so frustrated because the public dialogue is between guys with guns mm-hmm. and guys who don't want to have guns, between legislatures who are willing to stand tall and legislators who are cowing to the mob between Supreme Court justices who are clearly voting politically to end a public health crisis unprecedented in a hundred years. I mean, if you told me that anybody would write a script and sell it to Hollywood based on this premise, I'd say you were nuts. There's no way you could sell this in an elevator pitch that lasted five (laughs) days, let alone five minutes. I know, and it seems very well coordinated too. The hysteria has been... Um, orchestrated around the globe fairly you know well. I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pattern guy you're a pattern mm-hmm. guy there have been some yep. people who have been emailing me blah, blah, I'll do that again Go, some ahead. people have been emailing me yes I noticed <laughs> and they are wondering well A what the hell is angiology and B yeah. what the hell does Robert Stanley know about angiology so apparently quite a bit Let's let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to you, because yeah. you're going to be the presenter tonight. So right. you are going to present what I think in the mainstream is perceived as a totally off-the-wall theory, mm-hmm. but which I, from the perspective of hyperdimensional physics, I mean, if, if it's axiomatic that energy can come through from other dimensions, mm-hmm. it's axiomatic that intelligence, which is merely organized 
information and energy can come through from those same dimensions. So these higher intelligences that are classified either as angelic or demonic, to me, it really maybe only comes down to frequency. Yeah, it certainly does. And also the the names, you know, the, these entities haven't changed. It's our designation or names for them. Okay, That's let's, the let, let's start back at the beginning. Robert Stanley is bopping along, you know, sophisticated <laughs> urbanite, you know, the upper, they will be used to call yuppies. And one day something happens and he becomes fascinated with angels. What happened? Right. Okay, so typically um, people don't just wake up and say, I, I'm going to pursue angelology. It's a calling. I, I didn't realize this until last early last month. The first week of April, actually, is when I got a message um, mentally, telepathically, that I was to, well, they were requesting me to ask everybody that I am in touch with through the various platforms here on this planet to ask the angels of light for assistance. So these are the same guys sending you a message you've been in contact with intermittently in previous decades. We've talked a bit about it on the right, show. Right, right. It's kind and of you like very, you're in the yes, family. You, yes, exactly. That was you were very prescient what you said about my DNA. Apparently that <laughs> seems to it's and it's not just me, by the way. No, it seems no, to no, be, no, 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 no. It's all of us seem to have there's a, there's a distinct delineation between well in biblical terms it talks about the good seed versus the tares also known as weeds oh my the, my the my, devil my. seed yes because there's but it all depends on who's doing the winnowing I know I understand. see that's the perspective thing I, I mean I want to make I sure I mention Leslie tonight Leslie Roger who was one of our regulars sent me the most remarkable email earlier in the week and I said to her I said now do I have your permission to give you credit because I always like to credit where really super ideas come from right. and she said very nonchalantly oh well if you if you want to <laughs> okay Leslie <laughs> this one's for you she said and this is like a continuation of something that I've been saying since 9-11 right. remember what happened during 9-11 we passed the Patriot Act with yes. little real discussion yeah. We rushed headlong into a wartime footing. Right. It's been my model ever since 9-11 that we are engaged in a clandestine interplanetary war. Wow. And the bad guys who have help from upstairs, we're going to talk about that help for most yeah. of the program. Right. But the front men are the so-called breakaways, the Nazis, the Fourth Reich that left the planet with super hyperdimensional technology at the end of the war. Mm -hmm. And like the 800-pound gorilla set up housekeeping wherever they wanted to out there in the solar system, probably beginning with the moon and Mars. And it's now come time to pay the piper because they've been the ones in the H.G. Wellian novel. Remember how the H.G. Wellian novel, War of the Worlds, begins? Cruel and evil and envious eyes looked upon Earth, etc., etc., Right. Except it's not the Martians this time, it's the Earthlings, the Earthians, the breakaways, <laughs> who are looking back and want to reclaim now what they began in World War Two. <clears throat> and I think COVID-19 is direct parcel and parcel a a message from them. This is what we can do. We You ain't seen nothing yet. Well, that's for sure. Unfortunately, you're correct. But I, I do think that the conflict goes way back. 
um, to Atlantis, if not Lemuria. Okay, let's go back to your bopping along one day with umbrella okay. and copped, you know, hat and tails. Yeah. Well, it was actually, I think I told you this before, but it was when I was working as a security officer at, at Broad Beach or Malibu, Zuma. It's a private part of the of the beach out there, and uh, there was a particular young boy there who was um, what Catholics would call possessed, what um, people in the mental health profession would call schizophrenic, and he had um, run in, well, he, he ran face first into a sliding glass door, was bleeding to death. And in the process, when I, I was, although I was just a security guard, I ran, it was instinctively, I ran over to help. And I went into the home and I actually saw some sort of parasitic uh, other dimensional things in the house. Apparently they were connected to the boy and this was like a blood sacrifice that they had initiated by manipulating his thought patterns. And, and clearly the, the energy in, that, in the house because of that was extremely dark, very dense, very low frequency. And um, the upshot of all that was it motivated me to go up onto a mountain in Malibu on the equinox of September 22nd, 1985, and sit there all night meditating or praying or whatever you want to call it, um, and having an out-of-body experience that led me face-to-face with what I guess most people would say is an angelic entity or a radiant being of light. That's really where it started. And, you know, the whole thing about angelology, I wasn't even aware that that was a... Uh, considered a, a category of study until last month. So it's been hmm. a long time that I've been actually studying that particular field. And it's, again, it's not just an intellectual exercise. Wait, 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 is, wait, wait. Isn't this the kind of basis of the whole uh, book of Ezekiel? Yes. For many, many different characters where have been interf- humans have been interfacing with these so-called angels hmm. since the beginning of our written history and, and obviously even before that, because why would they not be here? Let me lay something on the table that came to me many decades ago by way of Stan Tennant. You, you okay. know, of course, who Stan is. Yeah, I remember. Meru Meru, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The so-called Genesis Code, the hyperdimensional mm-hmm. physics yes. coded in Genesis. Yes. Yep. He said to me decades ago, he said, you know, angels, biblical, you know, angels, have right. been mistranslated for centuries. Mm-hmm. It's really angles angles <laughs> in the physics key operative like astrological angles where things yes. happen because you they get frequency face. reinforcements in the in the in the, uh, right. in the hyperdimensional field so we personify to get in stan's model uh-huh. these angles with names Raphael, michael uh Here and and attributes that really mm-hmm. are naked laid bare the physics and its most fundamental harmonic portrayal. Yes, specifically nine octaves. Mm-hmm. Those are the nine, Richard. That's, it's, yes, we anthropomorphize pretty much everything. But it's, yeah. Gosh, There's... I'm having another deja vu with Joseph Farrell a couple, three weeks ago, because everything I would lay out, he would say, you know, I was thinking about that. <laughs> I mean, we had more agreement during that show, which I know was that fun. was a fantastic show. Thank you for alerting me to that. Um, Joseph is quite a quite a, a, a luminary in in his own right. Well, he can also do the dissociative out of the box. You know, True. forget the damn box thinking. Yes, exactly. Or in exactly. this case, the uh, tetrahedron. It's mm. definitely climbed up from being a box. It's much more fundamental now. Anyway, so yes, 
you're walking along, you've got this incredible experience, the kid, you rescue the kid, you have to go into this other trance, this connectivity with the family. Right. And he, she, or it says... I'm your father. He either said, I'm your father, or I am the father. Now, if he said, I am the father, I, I have a hard time with that, because anybody who claims that they're speaking with God is usually ostracized severely mm. in in every culture throughout history. I had one of those experiences personally myself on this trail, and I still haven't gotten over it. There's some people that know about it that don't quite understand my sensitivity, but it's 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 really palpable. It's well, very weird. And the energy that came with this was otherworldly. It was like possession. Well, okay. I mean, there's here's what I can tell you about these other entities from higher dimensions is that they're when you do encounter them, it's such a a level of intimacy because <laughs> there's no such thing as personal space. They see us as family. They know we're family, and they they are they have a uh, there's a familiar relationship, and so when they see us, there's a f- sense of love, and and uh, it, it. I don't know. The English language is kind of inadequate. I think when it comes to the uh, the range of emotions, let's just put it this way: they 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 merge with us. Okay, the remember the the movie Cocoon? Of course. <laughs> when, when yeah, that was a classic. With uh, I forget the guy's name. The, the the when he was having that scene in the Ron when Howard. No, no, no. It was. Cocoon. Yeah, Ron Howard but produced, the, the, he directed Cocoon. Right, right. But the, the lead guy, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I think it was Jeff somebody. Jeff Goldblum? Case, no, not Goldblum. It was another guy. Anyway, he was in a pool with this particular entity, and she left her body and, and like, merged with him. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> he, was, he was kind of surprised by that. They, it, there's something about the way that they connect with us is so... The only word I can think of is intimate, but it's not sexual. It's it's like, um, oh, soul mate, like souls literally merging. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and again, it's not for sexual. It's it's a because we all came from the same source. Our souls have this really intense level of connectivity. When it happens, for whatever reason, I can't. I'm still. I look just because I I now use the nomenclature of uh, or the title of angelologist. I didn't even know about that until last month. And I'm using that title very hesitantly, but I know it's accurate because I've been studying this for decades. And actually, again, it's not even studying it as much as living it. I only study it to understand what I've been experiencing. And so, help others. so just to reiterate, yeah. when what year did you have the contact the big, experience coming off yeah, the child and all that? Well, the initiation, as I told you, started in, in 1975 at, in the King's Chamber at the Great Pyramid. That's when I had my first out-of-body experience that I, re- I can recall. Mm-hmm. And when I, I felt— So this has been a lifelong tutor, to tutorage— Pretty much. —leading yeah. to angelology. To, hmm, interesting. That's, but see, that's just the designation for this particular field of study. But it's not, like I said, it's not an intellectual exercise. We can argue over the semantics and the, the, the defined details of it, but the truth is that there's something there, something really significant, and it's not a matter of faith. In fact, I, I really hesitate to even I, – I cringe, actually, when I think that religion has co-opted Well, if, 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 if Stan is right, it's angles, meaning it's nodal points in the physics, which I was going to get to because okay, go ahead. the reason – that I'm even seriously entertaining the idea that there are higher level, 
hyperdimensional beings interfering with terrestrial history right now, <laughs> angels by any other name or demons or whatever, yes. is, is because the physics is tuned to it. For mm-hmm. the last time in 26,000 years, or maybe 12,920, things are in residence to where that other set of dimensions can come through, can be transduced through the frequency chains to reach our plane, our 3D, and mm-hmm. to rattle our chains to where we recognize it as a signal. I agree. And what can come through as information also is trying to come through as control. Absolutely. And that, and that opens up the idea that we are in the middle of a titanic, historical, never-ending conflict yes. which rises and falls, waxes and wanes as the physics of tuning into it mesh with our 3D reality. Yes, that's that's well said. I think that's accurate because it, you've been actually been measuring that. Like you said, the waves, it surfs up. Yes, so, yes. What do you do when surfs up? Yeah. <laughs> now, in the, in, the, in the third hour, we're going to be inviting our resident metaphysician, uh, okay. Georgia Lambert, you know, who worked nice. with uh, uh, Manly Hall for all those many years. We're going to have yeah. her bring, because she's got another whole database to dump on the table but you've got two hours give or take so all right so how many times since your big initiation event saving the kid how many times have you been in contact with members of the family um upstairs yeah okay so i i i don't really sit there and count i don't have a journal but i can tell you the most significant time that it happened again was um early in 1990 and it was because i was being assaulted by the fallen angels or the the dark side of the force and uh i i actually lost all hope for myself and humanity and i was 30 years old at the time i think i would be uh, no 29 in any case i was yeah it was a very very that talk about the dark night of the soul if you lose your hope um a lot of people think that um Suicide is going to actually improve their condition, and I, I can I can tell you, it does not. It actually makes it worse. So please, if you're ever considering suicide, please understand that that is actually going to make you, your 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 circumstance as a soul is actually going to be far 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 worse. So please don't ever do that to yourself. Um, but in any case, I was foolish enough, naive enough to think that that was an option, and the night before I was going to literally walk off a cliff um i i was i had an, an out-of-body experience where i was um an intervention happened with this female um entity i again i would have to call her angelic because she had a message for me which was if you decide to stay we will do all we can to help you which actually was what i needed to hear and she restored my hope and which had been taken by the dark side. Now the the beings of light, the angels of light, were actually restoring it for me. But with one caveat, it was a choice. It wasn't an, an edict. She said, "If you know, it's up to me, obviously." And but that was the one thing that was missing, Richard. Actually, that was the, the camel. The, excuse me, the straw that broke my back mm. was when I realized there's nobody dealing with these esoteric matters. Specifically, I was looking into alien abductions and androids and. It was, it was 1990, and it was still a very taboo subject, and I knew there was some connection there, and it was coming from a very dark place. And it seemed like there was nobody you could even talk to, especially in an official capacity. They just blew it all off. like, And, and so anyway, 
being under assault at that point uh, by these forces who are literally in my head. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was ready to just check out thinking that that was going to solve the problem. And the, they, they, these, these angelic beings, obviously my extended family off this world, they knew that that would actually be a very terrible choice for me. And that if I chose to stay, they would help me not just because they're benevolent, but because they knew that I would be doing the work that I've been doing as editor of Unicus magazine and the hosting my show and being, you know, colleague with you and everybody else that is like-minded souls here we we have something to do here it's it's this is not a picnic we're we've got work to do hmm indeed see i'm looking at what's going on right now and i'm saying if there was ever a time that we as a species were being tested oh yeah either directly or as part of you know what's coming along <laughs> this is it yeah and the choices that are being made i mean Literally, we're, we're seeing public discussions by duly elected leaders of the price of a human life against the economy, against the American experience, against, you know, being patriotic. It's, it's insane, right in yeah. your face, insane. Talk about well, the good are getting better and the bad are getting worse. Yes. Right in front of us, and again, in our model... There's a physics behind this. So all of this yep. happening at once is not coincidence. It's no. being mandated by the frequency resonances at this time. Yeah, which have been amplified since the end of 2012 or maybe around 2012. Remember I told you in 2013 when I asked my family off, you know, from wherever they, they are. <laughs> yeah, I asked them, how is this going to be resolved? And so they showed me, and this has never happened before, where I just instantly got like a... a it wasn't even a message. It was more like a movie kind of thing. I was just literally saw this happening in my mind, and I felt the emotions coming with it, which was waves of energy washing over the planet, and and that it was going to raise everybody's consciousness or amplify it, and the good, would, like you said, would get better, and the, the bad would act even worse. And so the polarization would become extreme, and in the process, everybody, everything was going to be exposed, and everyone was going to be forced to make a choice as to which side they wanted to, to pursue going forward. Mm. Uh, the, the date certain was the end of 2022, is what they told me. By that point, th th there's no more wiggle room. You have to make your mind up, your, your choice. God, when you look at what's going on now... What, I know you would think this. What is are we going? Where I thought we were close to the end of this. You mean we haven't even reached the asymptote yet? Oh my God! Oh my God, Richard! No, and this is why when I got this message the first week of April, I forget which day it was, but but it was clear to me that this this was important because I woke up with this very very the, a knowing, and they it, I told you that the message it sounds really simple. Well, you know why would they be asking me to ask everybody in this audience to. Um, and other audiences to to um, uh, a, a, a request their assistance in dealing with the fallen angels. Well, first of all, most people don't even think the fallen angels exist, and that's a huge problem. But the second thing is we're, we don't have the capacity to deal with them on our own. We absolutely need help. And the other thing is because free will is such a huge factor, call it the, the whatever, the prime directive, right, in Star mm -hmm. Trek terms. Um, uh, so there are restrictions on the, the benevolent ones on the level of assistance that they can provide us when it comes to dealing with the fallen ones who have been interfering with us, 
at various levels. And so, so it's incumbent upon us to, at, at a minimum, to ask, not worship the, fall, the, the angels of light, but to ask for their assistance. Okay? Hmm. Yeah. There's something well, visceral in me that says asking for help from a higher being. If it really was a higher being, you wouldn't have to ask. They'd be volunteering. I, I know, but when, here's the distinction. That's a good point. Here's the distinction. It's just like when Trump issued this uh, a national uh, emergency, state of national emergency, right? Yeah. It removes any kind of restrictions on that on his authority. And this is the same for the angels of light or the benevolent ones. They ha There are restrictions. Unless we ask for it, it could be perceived as a violation of our free will if they were to just intervene. Here's the here's the real distinction. If we really want to go deep into this, Richard, it's because a lot of us here on this planet are collaborating with the fallen angels, whether we know it or not. Some people are cl very clear about what they're doing. Others are kind of All you ignorant. have to do is look at the polls. I it's, understand. It's not a I secret. I know. But, See, this well, is where these – and I think it's a yeah. lot closer than the polls may indicate because you have the fudge factor people who know they're bad, but they want yeah. to appear good in public. Yes. So, it, But it's – a facade you know and look the, our ancestors knew this very clearly for some reason and i think i know why but over time we've been lulled into this false sense of security that there's nothing to fear we're we're here alone there, you know it, all that stuff in the past was just um uh what do you call the imagination of what they call uh, uh not mysteries it's the uh, they have a name for it they, and it's basically very dismissive that it's just a myth of uh, in, from our ancestors as though they were, you know, ignoramuses, that they didn't know what they were talking about. Storytelling. Yes. Yeah, just made up oh. stuff. Well, look, there's the game of telephone for sure. Whatever the events were, happened. What, and then, of course, the retelling of it becomes distorted, but that doesn't mean something didn't happen or isn't still happening now. I'll, look, I'll give you an example. Everybody knows about Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Mm -hmm. The common thought process is or the narrative is well they were having sex you know homosexual sex and bestiality and and that's why the angels came down and destroyed the city no actually i just read it the other day it was because they were having sex with fallen angels that's why the angels of light showed up to lot's house that's why these particular men or whoever knew that these angels were in his home and they they wanted to get in there and have sex with them and they ended up blinding him with a flash of light taking lot's family out of the city and then nuking it or whatever they used in order to vaporize those cities hmm yeah does not sound too um inviting well no I, <laughs> this is see the thing about angels is they're not just messengers some of them are warriors you know, they have to be because there's something bad happened. Something really went awry. And I don't know if this was all, you know, per, um, I mean, for sure it's being permitted. I don't know how they can stop it because at this point, free will is just doing what it, what it will do. I mean, people have to have it. You, you can't exercise free will if you don't have a choice. Okay. So a, the, a dark side does exist and, and you can choose to go and into it and, and become very, you know, uh, egotistical service to self and uh, destructive and cruel and, and suffer the consequences, ultimately. Well, you have to wonder, and this is, of course, a little academic, and we're coming down to the bottom of the hour, so I yeah, don't sure. want to really kind of launch into something really interesting, which I think this question is having to do. Well, let me do it this way. Let me tease it. Yeah. All right. Can good people, this is your percentage in terms of Gallup, you know, which is in the middle, undecided or independent. Mm -hmm. Can good people be swayed against their better judgment to commit evil? 
Yeah, it says that in the Bible that the even even the elect would be deceived in the end times. Hmm. I hope I didn't spoil the no, 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 teaser no, there. No, 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 no. You know, kind of. Uh, Look, and I'm not promoting religion, but I'm just I'm using that as a reference point because all religions no, have we're, some we're, truth. No, we're, we're 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 trying tonight to kind of stand bigger. Tell you what, hold it there. My guest this morning is uh, Robert Stanley, and we're kind of talking about cosmic stuff. Cosmic intelligence, hyperdimensional cosmic intelligence. The Big Bang, the ultimate hero. And oddly enough, for tonight's bumpers, I was sent by our friend Leslie again there in uh, Washington State. The most amazing album by a group called Yellow. The context for tonight's discussion: angels and demons. And Koku 19. So, solo driftwood into another galaxy. What would we say? We can send out pictures, symbols, chemical formulas, or language. The magic of music is a sign of consciousness that could be understood on far-flung worlds millions of light years from our horizon music is an interstellar language from a highly insignificant planet one of nine in our system which sails through time and space till the next one the next inevitable big bang. 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 The other side of midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Sign of midnight on this Saturday. No, it's Sunday. Yeah, we actually crossed the dateline. Sunday night, May 17th, 2020. 2020, a year which is going to definitely, if not only live in infamy, to live in immortality. The year of the great divide. The year of the translation frequency break. The year of the ultimate polarization 
and then I mean wouldn't you think Robert that if it's all frequency based there's got to be a synthesis a communication coming up ahead at some point yeah I think multiple communications uh, for, to various entities uh, it, certainly the so-called leadership of the planet has to be aware um, on some level I mean this was this was something that came up last month when I was learning about what angelology really is and what our government, the Pentagon, allegedly knows and doesn't want to say. This is why they will not give out full disclosure because they know about this conflict. They know about these entities, and they've known about them for some time. Uh, yeah, but how long not, do they think they can keep the world's biggest secret? I don't know. I don't know, but but for sure the Brookings Institute was right when they said it had the – this topic has the – potential to unravel society especially religious leaders and scientists they would just this this isn't going to go well with them for sure I, I, in fact it's not easy for anybody as far as i can tell this is a really bitter pill we have to face up to you know our true history and god the the, the insanity as you were saying um it's it, it's this is not new this isn't new and uh, i think the biggest biggest shock is is to learn at some point the the truth it's not going to just set us free. It's going to shock the hell out of people. Well, depending upon the rate of the time-release aspirin. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there, I there's a whole bunch, bunch of people, you know, following like the Star Trek, Star Wars, all of that, the Brookings yeah. recommendation of two decades, 20-plus years, a generation of preparation mm -hmm. by all levels of media, television, radio, commercials, mm -hmm. major films, books, novels, comic books, graphic yeah. novels, the whole nine yards. Right. And we have been inundated with extraterrestrial mania for <laughs> my entire lifetime and yours. Yes, yes, I know, I know. But see, this is the problem. When Aleister Crowley opened up a portal to invite these, the dark side in, he, he said afterwards, well, they're called angels and demons now or whatever, but he says in the future they'll be called something else. Hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a good documentary about this. It's called Higher Entities. By the Fall Brothers. Um, <laughs> the Fall yeah, Brothers? The Fall Brothers, yes. No, that, that really is their name, I, I, I think, because it's spelled differently. Um, it, yeah, but it's the symbolism is everywhere if you want to look at it. And um, like you said, a lot of people seem to be blind to it, which is – it's hard for me to fathom, but I, I kind of get it. I get it because we've been blinded, literally. We've had blinders put on us by – mainly by the dark side because they're – you know, criminals don't like to admit their criminal activity. Right. Well, particularly I mean, it, if getting, you know, the word getting around is going to put a crimp in their activity. Yes. No. Yes. Of course they don't. Right. And, and well, more importantly, it would, um, it would, ca could cause a literal stampede of the herd or what they think of as their, as, as a property, like Charles Ford had said, mm. uh, you know, he thinks, he thought, he thought we're somebody's property. Well, not really. It, they, but they have co opted us. You know, when they, they fell from heaven and were quarantined here, and I'm using that word intentionally because they are ill, in my opinion. Um, they, they, you mean we're they talking felt, about Superman's phantom zone, a higher yeah, dimensional imprisonment. Oh, my yes. gosh, higher dimensional. How could we mention those words in connection with the Bible? <laughs> but that's what well, it's ultimately boils it's down to. Okay, that. we only yeah. have... Not, not quite now three hours. The time is fugiting very yeah, rapidly. Yeah, I know. It's fine. So yeah, let's fine. get to the chase. Okay. I have been, since I had this remarkable conversation on this air a few mm -hmm. weeks ago with the preeminent astrobiologist on planet Earth, 
Dr. Chandrawik Rama Singh. Mm -hmm. And I threw him the question, totally unrehearsed, <clears throat> that just occurred to me based on what I know about celestial mechanics. Was it possible that this whole COVID-19 thing, this SARS-CoV-2, like, uh, you know, 2.0, yeah. that it did not come from any terrestrial source, but in fact came from outer space? Apropos the conversation we'd had years and years before, a couple of times he'd been on the show talking about his observations and his modeling and his collaboration with some very far out thinkers around the planet. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it looks like the galaxy is teeming with either the amino acids, the proteins, or the organic you know, combinations uh, right. in interstellar space from which life then is seeded in various gardens, i.e. planetary systems, that yes. may or may not arise naturally. There's a whole big discussion there that will divert us tonight. Point is, when I asked this question of him and he said, yes, Dick, you know, I'm working with a colleague in China. We're looking at a model where this came in from some space. It wow. was like ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Because in his universe, it would be a natural event, given that the solar system and the galaxy beyond it is teeming with interstellar and interplanetary debris that's organic mm -hmm. and carries yeah. viruses and bacteria. And comets are current, incredible, fertile sources of living, dynamic they, they ecosystems. They literally aer like aerosolize it. They spray it. Yes, with, yes, as they into go the along. solar yes. system. Yes, and then it just yes. gently wafts down on the nearest inhabited world, including, by the way. Mars. <clears throat> I think that's where Mars biology in this reincarnation cycle has come from. Ah, oh, that makes sense. So, well, you got an infinite reservoir in the comets. I mean, look at all the measurements right. that... I had the head of the chemistry experiment on the Dawn spacecraft on this program years ago. Very mm -hmm. nice lady, very nice PhD. She's talking about all the soupy organics they're finding, mm -hmm. and the only missing part in her puzzle piece was in their model, the mainstream, these are the building blocks of ultimately much more complex organics up to and including maybe life. Right. In our model, given that these are ancient spacecraft, habitats, whatever, whose ecologies ran wild and then ran to the limits of the system and have been reduced to microorganisms, basically, we're looking at the devolution of life. Mm. And in major form, there are huge garbage piles because <clears throat> most of the debris coming off is, you know, hydrogen sulfide and ammonia and methane and the decay products of complex organic life forms far, far removed by millennia, tens, mm -hmm. hundreds of millennia, millions of years since, right. since the Great War. You put those two ideas together and it explains how something could come from the stars. But the mm -hmm. fact that when Chandra specifically talked about his model, he put up an Earth orbit plot showing the entry of whatever came in from space mm -hmm. between 50 degrees north and 30 degrees north, what's called an orbital band produced mm -hmm. by a certain inclination of an Earth-centered satellite in low Earth orbit, it changed everything. Because that says to me, ding, 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 artificial extraterrestrial intelligence orig, origin. Mm -hmm. It was a directed missile. It was a directed strike. In fact, it's probably a directed strike over several weeks or months 
as you receive the stratosphere with this specific virus and it rains down on all the nations between those two latitude bands. Now what's interesting is that regions of the planet initially that lay below or above those bands, like Alaska, Mm -hmm. like Sweden, like India, (laughs) like Hawaii, have incredibly dramatic lower death counts per thousand than the countries that lay within the latitude band. And the morning people, people like Robert Morningstar scream, you're nuts, you're nuts. The more I will point out that in this model, the breakout at Wuhan was because the Chinese were the victims. And the reason they've covered up is because they were suckered into a deal. And what's the worst thing that can happen to someone of Chinese culture or descent? Mm, That they lose face. China is covering up the fact that they were the victims because to be a victim in today's world is to be a loser, to quote a certain orange president, and you can't be a loser on the world stage. So, yes, they covered stuff up, not because they were complicit in the sense of originating this, but because they were complicit as being terrestrial agents and it turned on them. They were double-crossed. Again, in our, this is a directed pandemic from outside the planet spearheaded by the breakaways the Mm -hmm. nazis who got their act together and with anti-gravity and other technologies left the planet at the end of world war ii and according to richard dolan and joseph farrell and my own research have populated pretty much everywhere in the solar system they would like to live and they look back at this gorgeous blue green jewel called earth and they want it and this is how they're going to get it, they think. They think, But yeah. they are the front men for these higher-level potentialities and principalities of the air. Right. Because the real forces guiding this are part of, in my reconstruction, a hyperdimensional, higher-dimensional, interstellar, intergalactic, interdimensional war which never stops. Unfortunately, it's got to stop somewhere, right? I mean, I'm hoping better. I, I'm I'm just tired of it, actually. But yeah, it, there's there's a mountain of evidence that that uh, these two sides don't get along. They're they're clearly related. So I guess you could call it more like a um, family feud or a, a civil war. Well, see again in the model that Brookings was saying, look. The only way to be fair is to lay all this stuff out as fiction in media. (laughs) So we immediately zap to Stargate SG-1, Mm -hmm. which I think is laying out the entire cautionary tale. It's right there, Mm. Daniel. Mm. Okay, well, the the Space Force flag I find very interesting. Yes, yes. Even the description of it. I posted a page today, the the Space Force files. I'm trying to... (laughs) coordinate and organize all of my material which is voluminous on on my website at unicusmagazine.com it's it's just it's crazy how much stuff is out there uh, on that website but so i added this thing because it, it looks so intriguing to me it seems richard from my perspective is that the stars on the left side would be in direct conflict on the stars on the right side and in the middle is the earth ah very because interesting stars way. that's another analogous <clears throat> name for code for angels stars yes 
Mm, yes. In which tradition? In in the ancient tradition of our ancestors, that was a code name for for angels. Not even code. It was just it was just an analogous name for them. Why am I thinking of a Disney movie? I don't Which actually know. came out a few years ago, where a princess was really a star, the whole thing, and the guy Jesus. chased him through an interdimensional portal, and anyway, kind of an interesting <laughs> okay. story. Okay, right out there. Well, yeah, yeah. In any case, that's what it looks like to me. That, that she was a star that fell to earth, and when he got there, oh, there she was. You know, she'd come in as a meteor, and you know, mm -hmm. there she was in all her, um, there she wasness. <clears throat> Well, okay, anyway. but the, the the thing I was trying to get to before about this documentary, the uh, higher entities, also then a book by Nick Redfern called Final Events. Mm -hmm. He talks about the Collins Elite, this interagency task force that's dealing with the so-called extraterrestrials, what our ancestors called angels and demons. Um, they know that they are benevolent as well as malevolent. There has been deals struck, unfortunately, with some of the malevolent ones, thinking that they could curry favor and ultimately gain some sort of advantage. Unfortunately, they played both sides against the middle. Like I said, we're we are we don't have the capacity to fully deal with these entities because they're extremely intelligent. They do have technology, by the way. It's it's not all fun and games. It's not all magic like hocus pocus uh, stuff. Mm. They do have technology. I mean, that's for, I think for a fact. Uh, and if you look for it, see that's the thing though. If you have if if you have blinders on a preconceived notion about what our, supposedly our ancestors or these angels only were just like ethereal beings. They couldn't be because they mated with us. They had to have some physical form on some level. And some they level. had to be genetically related, yeah. members of the yeah. family. Uh, okay, yeah. I want to go to radio with pictures because there's some very interesting things happening in the dark tonight that are very relevant to this model. Yeah. Again, I've been saying ever since my conversation with Chandra that this, this pandemic has been directed... It's been directed at us from outer space, from the breakaways, the whole pattern of who gets sick and who doesn't, mm -hmm. with some modern exceptions, which may be due to mutation or part of phase two or phase three. I mean, this thing seems to be so tunable. It's like for anybody to laughingly think this was created in Wuhan by the Chinese, they're looking at like fifth, sixth, seventh generational genetic technology. I mean, this thing seems to be mutatable at the twist of a dial. It can give you yeah. new symptoms. It can give you new problems. It can avoid, you know, the, the, the combatants trying to figure out vaccines and antibodies and all that. It's just, it seems to be like a living organism that mm -hmm. is responding to stimuli. And as fast as we change, it changes. Well, I mean, viruses do that, though. They they mutate. And look, since you mentioned it, the, the the principalities supposedly those are the different regions of the planet that are controlled by the different entities. Sort of like a, you know, organized crime. They all get their little district. Mm -hmm. Well, the same is true for the the regions beyond the planet. I found this. Uh, it's it looks like the zodiac, but it isn't. And it actually one of the districts of the angels that con that are controlling this particular quadrant of space. One of the districts is called Corona. Yeah, I know that means crown. It means crown, mm. but it's really interesting because it actually looks like the Gemini symbol where you have the twins. Mm -hmm. And and I I really don't quite understand it. There's just so much stuff, Richard. When you go down the angelology rabbit hole, or however you want the analogy that you want to use for that, it is really deep. the 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 level of stuff that's just sitting there that most people never ever ever look at. I didn't in fully 
until, like I said, till last month when I got that message. And by the way, I thought the message could have been just my my imagination because that happens sometimes. I, I'm a little cautious about when I hear things in my head, you know, especially in this day and age. But that afternoon, I went, had lunch with my wife, and afterwards, I looked up on the bookshelf, and there was this book called Angelology. It's a novel, which I sent you a copy, and it's uh, stunning because it talks exactly about the whole everything we're talking about and more. And, and more importantly, it was confirmation to me because I'd found that book a year ago and I didn't read it. It was in a library at the resort where I was living in Palm Springs and you're, you're allowed to take books there. They're just donated to the library. Mm. So I love, I love that. I mean, of course they encourage you to give donations, but the bottom line is I walked out of there, didn't read it until just after I got the message. And I looked at this and I was kind of just thinking, I mean, talk about chills. I was like, okay, Okay, so this is really going to happen, or no, this is really happening. And because, as I told you off here, the the other part of the message that they gave me was, you, when you if you decide if you agree to do this, if you help us by talking to people about us and this particular conflict, um, you should be prepared that each each time you get on air it could be the last time. And it's not a threat. It was more of just a reminder of how serious this conflict really is. They could easily pull me off the air or, or just take me off the stage entirely. The, the bad guys I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, I they tried that. <clears throat> I know they tried it to you. And we're still here. I know you, I, and I'm still here too. I'm just saying, I'm giving you the back, a little more of the backstory of how, how come I'm even calling myself an angelologist now. I I earned that title, by the way. Not even totally unaware that that's what I was doing, hmm. but you know, since now I'm at this point. And by the way, I'm not done. I haven't earned a, a complete PhD in this in this field, but I'm. If you look at my page, uh, the Angel Files, I want you to understand that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sitting on so much. I mean, literally a couple hundred books, um, dozens of articles, and and stuff that I and I haven't fully digested yet. And it's, it's – you talk about shocking. The the history that's being hidden from us, Richard, I know – I mean you, you've been doing a deep dive on this for decades and coming up with stuff that just blows people's mind. But the, the, the true history, you and I kind of alluded to it about the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Knowledge of Evil. Well, apparently I was completely wrong about that. I mean so It's not a cell phone. No, it's n- not. Oh, that's easy for you to say. I thought it might be applicable. No, you pursued an ideal model, and when it yeah. found to be wanting, you moved to something that no, seems I to didn't, be more. No, I did not. I found another clue in Enoch. I think it was in one Enoch. But in any case, I came across it again. Somebody had asked me, where in Enoch did you see this thing about Samael and a child in the garden that Adam killed, and then Adam and Eve ate it? And I'm like, okay, I don't remember. So I looked it up. And it's oh Jewish mysticism that's what it's called. Hmm. That's how they dismiss it as as nothing more than just a, a, you know fantasy. But I don't know why anybody would have a fantasy about that. I, I, I and also who is the chronicler of these events? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if it was just Adam and Eve and Samael, also known as Lucifer or Anki or whatever, um, the child that that Adam killed apparently was was born by Eve because of her her physical the sexual relations with an angel now that that by itself you'd say oh come on robert well okay it's it's in genesis it says that these sons of god also known as angels were having sex with the daughters of men 
So it isn't just a one-off kind of thing. It it repeats itself. Mm. And and the 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 cohort <clears throat> and their progeny about, were supposed to be giants, of men of well, renown, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but some of them were giants. They were genetically or whatever they were. They were just incompatible with most life here. They they ultimately had to be wiped out. But there's others that look like us because they are partly us. You know, you know this thing about the human race, there's different like they 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 make it sound like there's all a bunch of different species here and it in within the human race you talk about the different races of, of people right as if there's there could be i thought there was only one until i started down this rabbit hole and realized wait a second maybe that's what this is all about there are different breeds here as you had alluded to before what is in your dna robert well apparently it's not the same as other people mm. who are related to the fallen angels and the experimentation the genetic manipulation that they have done here it's pretty insidious. It's well. It's a. It's shall we say it's a broader angle vision of a mm -hmm. very complicated landscape. Like it for, is. if you open the door mm -hmm. <clears throat> to extraterrestrial interference with life on this planet, mm -hmm. not even in the very beginning, but at the very late stages, yeah. you know, intervention, genetic tinkering, the effort to create a species in our image, that kind of thing. Yep. And then you transport that idea to two planets, Earth and Mars. And then you extrapolate forward a bit in time, you know, a few tens of thousands of years, and you've mm -hmm. got cycles of civilization going on on Earth. You've got cycles of civilization going on on Mars. They're both human. The Mars guys were stolen from the Earth, and because mm. they're in a separate environment, they are mutating somewhat differently. They're living basically underground because the outside is uninhabitable, a la... You know, um, uh, Elton Newton John. <laughs> anyway, um, they eventually, the Mars guys, come home. And that's where you get these sudden eruptions of advanced ancient cultures in the terrestrial record. Because mm. you have two, you have Neanderthal that was terrestrial, and you have Homo sapiens sapiens that was Martian, kidnapped back as the lines were breaking. And then the Leftaway guys come back home, but they can't do it any old time. They have to do it in accordance with the resonant physics because of the obliquity of the two axes and cycles and all that. So there's mm -hmm. a window. And when you look at the terrestrial record, they show up in the last window, you know, like with the, with the last guy to beam out of Sidonia, please turn off the lights. Mm -hmm. And they come here. And we see this explosion of artwork all over the world, and it's all identical. And its yeah. hands supered over red ochre dust, like oh, hands right. reaching up, touching a facsimile. You know, they would home. also use that, that red ochre was spread on burials, too. Yes, so they could go home to <laughs> Mars. The red yeah. in the ochre is Mars, and the handprint says, we came from there. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. So we came from Don, here, Don and Carter now we're in the middle of some god-awful war that we never yeah. wanted, that we don't, you know, no one's telling us the truth about. None of the protagonists are telling us the truth, but one guy, <clears throat> his name is Trump, must have read a lot of Emily Dickinson poetry. Because he's trying at every whipstitch to tell us the truth, but tell it slant. I'll give you an, well, an idea, okay? <clears throat> 
In the last few days, the most amazing things have happened. Go to the other side of midnight.com. That's our, our website. Click on tonight's show banner for Robert Stanley. That will take you to his guest page. Uh, scroll down a bit. Click on my fast linked items, Richard. That will take you to my item number one. A few days ago, the former NASA director of NASA Ames in Mountain View, California, one of the major NASA centers, his name is Hubbard. He said that we should be alert for and aware of the potential for the next super virus could be alien in nature and origin. Wow. And I look at that and I'm saying, wait a minute, a former NASA director is saying the same damn thing I've been saying, but he's saying, oh, it's the next one. No, that's code for it's this one, everybody. Mm. Mm. Item number two. Scientists claims coronavirus was brought to Earth by a meteorite that hit China in 2019. This is the article on Chandra Wickrama Singh at the Buckingham Center for Astrobiology. Um, there's his model, including the map. And then as we're getting ready for this program just a couple of days ago in the midst of this global pandemic, which has frozen economies and people all over the world. And the thing I keep asking, and no one's given me a good answer yet, all the people that say, oh, it's just a hoax. It's a manufactured crisis. It's a pandemic. It's not real. The death numbers are nowhere near what they're being purported to be. Everybody's lying about this. This is a secret front for Bill Gates and chipping everybody through, you know, vaccines. The the guy at Harvard, the nanowire guy and his connections right. to Wuhan and all that. And I look at all that and I say, okay, in the midst of all this, suddenly, was I think it was yesterday, president holds a ceremony in the Oval Office where the official Space Force flag <laughs> is demonstrated. That's item number three. <clears throat> Again, in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, then this morning at 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 3.30 a.m., 3.30, mm-hmm. you can't make this stuff up. The Space Force, for only the second time in its short-lived career, its lifetime, launched the nation's most top-secret military mystery, the X-37B space plane that's mm-hmm. about 30 feet long, much smaller than the classic space shuttle, is unmanned, launched on a huge, humongous Atlas rocket, Atlas V rocket, which could send it to the moon, Alice, if they so desired, which is where I think it's going. I mean, I think the whole X-37B program has been a clandestine way for the mainstream guys to keep an eye on the breakaways. And the fact that it doesn't communicate, it literally comes home with the bacon, means that even with their super-duper technology, remember they had 75 years to master torsion field physics, they still cannot detect something as small as that space plane if it doesn't radiate a signal. Wow. So it's independent, it's reconnaissance. And the fact that it's going up right now in the middle of, I think, an interplanetary war, why do I think that? Item number five. Two days ago, the 21st Space Wing Commander was found dead in his home in Boulder, uh, I'm sorry, in, in Colorado Denver. Springs. Oh, what, what was it Denver? It was Denver. You're right. You're it says Denver. Yeah, right. Oh, no, no. Sorry. That was the, it says, yeah. Yeah. Break. And they're thinking, oh, we, were, we have a break You're coming right. up. So obviously. Colorado Springs. My, my, yeah. <laughs> See, Colorado Springs. Sorry. too many weird things happen. 
you know. Yeah, that's a big Air Force base. Yep. Okay, my guest this morning is Robert Stanley. We're discussing unusual events happening in this world, in this 3D, and on the other side of midnight, in a dimension of sight and sound beyond. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. We shall return. Thanks for listening to this exciting first hour. Now, the second and third hour of the show is available to Club 19.5 members only. Please support the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 and join our very interesting community. To do that, please visit the website, theothersideofmidnight.com, and click on the Join Club 19.5 link in the left-hand column. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350-plus shows that we have done. Now, recent Club 19.5 member archive recording have the commercials removed and the sound quality has been enhanced. You'll also receive a dedicated private podcast feed that contains these enhanced show recordings. And you'll be able to download the MP3 files directly from the archive if you prefer. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll also be the first to preview our new videos and reports. We'll be adding exclusive new features to Club 19.5 as we go forward. And boy, have we got some amazing things to tell you about in the coming weeks. So please support the show and don't miss all the exciting new things we have planned. I want to thank all our Club 19.5 members because without your guys' support, this show would not be on the air. Please help us continue growing the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 today. And when I say we really need you, we really need you. Over and out. Thank you.